This is the Growth Fanatics Podcast, a show dedicated to sharing tried and tested tactics and strategies for growing your business. Delivered by your hosts, Darren Graham and Adil Jan, in association with 408 Media. Hi, and welcome to this video on Facebook Funnels. I'm Darren Graham, and today we are going to be talking everything Facebook Funnels. So uh, for those of you who haven't come to the channel before, haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm Darren. Uh, I'm the host of the Growth Fanatics podcast and also the owner or co-owner of 408 Media with my uh, business partner, Adil. What we essentially do is we're a, a direct response ad agency. So our aim when we're working with a client is to get their pound to make them three, five, 10, 15, 20, whatever their target needs to be. With that, we work with a lot of ad platforms like Facebook, like Instagram, like Google, Bing, et cetera, et cetera. So we get a lot of questions asked to us about Facebook and I've been running ads, they're not working, or I'm thinking of running ads, what's the best method to do it? I've been running ads for a while, but I'm spending a huge amount of money to get very little return. So I wanted to put together this training on Facebook funnels and it's the core reason that a lot of advertisers, marketing managers, business owners that try running Facebook ads don't see success because they're trying to market on Facebook like they would on Google, on Bing, on, on shopping, on whatever other platforms they used to do. It works completely differently with Facebook. And as such, I want to put this training together just to give you an understanding of why funnels work and how they help you generate more leads and more sales for less cost as well. So let's dive right in. Let's share my screen now and go into the training. Okay, so this training is all about Facebook funnels and how to generate more leads and sales for less. So essentially, there's, there's four stages of a Facebook funnel. First stage is awareness. The second stage is consideration. Third stage is purchase. That's the one we all want. And fourth stage is retention. Now, I'm going to go into detail with retention because it's the one that I think most people forget about more than anything else. And it's the one that can actually drive you in a lot more revenue than even the purchase stage. So we're going to go into detail in each of these as well. Okay. So what are the four stages of the funnel? How do they break down and what kind of should we be looking to do at each point in time? So the awareness stage, now that is literally getting your brand in front of your new target audiences, new target customers. So what will happen is you'll have, it's in the same way that if you were going to a networking event, you'd be going to a networking event for specific people. So if you were a, let's say an, an accountant, you'd be going to networking events to try and pick up new clients that are looking for a new accountant, a new startup, or unhappy with their current current accountant and looking to, to switch. So you go to that networking event, but you don't know if there's going to be anyone there. You don't know if they're at the point that they're going to be able to switch. They've got the money to afford you. All you're doing is putting yourself, making yourself known to those people. And that's what we're doing in the awareness phase here. We're saying, hi, this is us. This is what we can do for you. If you are any stage ready to talk to us, this is where you need to come. So that's all we're doing with the awareness phase. We'll do some, we'll, we'll discuss some like nice little tricks and, and tips we can do with the awareness phase to get us a bit more leverage in the next sort of slide. So next, move on to the next stage of the funnel, and that's consideration. So what we're doing here is making potential customers understand why they would want to purchase our products or service. So this kind of delves back into having a customer avatar. And if you've not uh, if you've not watched that video or listened to that podcast yet, I suggest you go and do it because that's like one of the fundamentals for any kind of marketing. It's understanding your who are you marketing to? What's your core customer? What are their wants and needs? 
what issues or pain points do they have? So what we're doing here at the consideration stage is highlighting the benefits of your product or service and how that resolves a product or a, a problem or a pain point in the mind of your customer. The next stage is purchase. So this is where we make the transaction happen. This isn't where they naturally just go, oh, I've seen a couple of you ads, I'm going to purchase. This is now where they more than likely are in a in a position to purchase or in a frame of mind where they would feel comfortable purchasing from you. So what we need to do now is is just push them over the line and it's to give it's to take away any any objections they might have and overcome all those within our ads to make the purchase happen. So they might have, might be a price thing, it might be um, a trust thing, it might be that we're a new brand, it might be that a delivery time's quite long or colour or whatever those objections are going to be. We need to overcome them in that purchase phase. And now the one that everyone seems to forget about, that's retention. So it's once they've, once they've purchased from you, what do we do then? What do we do after they've purchased from you? So we want to take them from a, um, a customer or a purchaser into a loyal customer. Uh, and we can do that with loads of, different, uh, loads of different ways, which we'll dive into in the next couple of slides. So let's, let's discuss in more detail the awareness stage. So this is the biggest part of the funnel because this is where all the broad, where we're getting people to, to become aware of us and kind of bringing them into our world. So what we want to do here is make your target audience aware of your brand. So we need to, um, let's say if you are selling products, then we need to make you aware of who you are. Are you a general store? Do you sell one product? What does that one product do? And just push ourselves out there. So it's important to have the right targeting in place here to make sure we are going out to the right people. And there might be loads of different audiences that we want to test. What we then need to do is showcase your unique selling points or USPs that help with your your potential customers' key pain points. So it might be, um, let's say we're in, you've got a busy mom and it takes her a long time to prep food and she wants to cook healthy meals for the family, but it takes her forever to, to prep the food. So what we need to do is say, well, we've got this product and it actually reduces the amount of prep time. You can feed your family really nutritious, healthy meals, but it's, it's a lot. It takes a lot less time with our product than it would just using a standard knife or a peeler or whatever it is that they use. One tip I will advise in this stage is to really utilize video ads to get more reach and build up video view audiences. Now, what do I mean by that? Facebook still prefers video. The future is video. People interact and engage with video far more than they do any other type of um, creative on, on Facebook or on social, to be fair. So Facebook push, it kind of gives you a bit more push than it would just a, a bit a standard image, for example. The other thing you can do with videos is you can um, you can build up views. So you can see with a lot of videos, it might have a thousand, 10,000, a million views. The beauty of that is when you look to show ads to these people, when you look to run ads on Facebook, you can choose a video view audience to show your ads to. So let's, as an example, say we've got a Facebook video. We're running that, we're running that video uh, to a particular audience and we're spending money to, to promote that. And we get, let's say, 10,000 views on that. What we can then do is then go, right, we've now got an audience of 10,000 people that have seen my video. I'm going to show this product ad to those. But you can split it down even further. So you can say, actually, out of those 10,000 people, I just want to show this product ad to people that watched over 50% of the video. Now, that might take that, that 10,000 down to, to 4,000, but you've then got 
4,000 people who have watched over 50% of that video and are far more engaged with you and your brand and are more likely to be interested in that product or at least go and take a look at that product than the people that just watched three seconds of it. So you can start playing around with that and it gives you a bit more flexibility as well with your ads. Now, what I would do as well, if you, when you're running the awareness ads and I strongly advise video is to use the brand awareness objective and not go with the video views. What Facebook's doing there, when you pick an objective, it's, it's looking at your audience that you're targeting and going, okay, out of that audience that you've chosen to target, which of those people are more likely to view the video? interact with the brand and that's what brand awareness is brand awareness is building up engagement with you so people that are going to engage with your brand the people going to be susceptible to your brand is is who they're going to show it to most so that's what i would suggest when going with this and it also lowers your cost per per your reach cost so how much does it cost to get in front of a thousand people significantly drops when you're using this uh, this objective compared to purchase or traffic objective Okay, so that's the awareness stage there. Let's move on to the next one, which is the consideration stage. So what we've done now is we've warmed up this new audience. And we've told them about the product. They know who you are. They've at least seen you um, once, twice, maybe a couple of times. And just as a side note, it takes a lot of t- what we call touch points before someone feels confident enough to purchase from you or even visit your website, or it might be a really impulsive purchase that they see you once and go and buy. It takes between seven and 25 touches or interactions or for them to see your brand before they feel comfortable enough to purchase. So with that in mind, that's why this funnel is so important because we need to, you know, have several touch points with them to be able to pull them through the funnel to then purchase and then further on. So consideration stage, what we need to do here now is they've seen you, we need to, and they kind of know who you are, is to test what we call hooks. So a hook would be a way of phrasing something or a unique part of your service or product that entices or hooks the attention of the user. So in this example, where we're talking about the food preparation tool, um, we've got a hook that could resonate really well with a busy mum prepping for the uh, children's t- uh, meals. So reduce your food prep time by up to 20 minutes with XYZ products. Another one could be uh, prevent sliced fingers during food prep with product ABC. So there may be two pain points that the busy mum has. They're trying to rush through things, they're slicing the fingers all the time, or they're just finding it so time consuming to create all this really healthy food, chopping the veg, cooking the rice, whatever it is, the product we've got can reduce that time by up to 20 minutes. So test various hooks, see which works, and then run with those over the ones that don't, but always keep testing. Okay, so once you've got the kind of hooks that work, what you need to look at next is a different ad format, such as video, carousel, single image, collection ads. So whilst I would always run as much as a kind of video ad in the awareness stage because of the benefits of having the video views in the consideration stage. What you might find if you're an e-commerce site is that carousel ads just win. They just really do work, but we, you need to test. So I've had nine times out of 10 carousel ads for us always outperform anything else. That being said, I have had collection ads do exceptionally well over video. So it's always good testing to see what resonates well. And the more you test, the more you're going to have the same ads all the time boring your, your audience. So it's good to test, keeps everything fresh, and you get to see the data to see which ad format converts over another 
Plus it always keeps the mind going of, oh, let's try this, let's try that. So always test your different uh, ad formats here. What you want to be doing with the images and the videos that you're creating, the, the, the creatives for the, the ads is, is focusing on the benefits that your product provides. We're still not at a point yet where that user is sold on the products nine times out of 10. So what we need to do is reiterate what are the benefits of this? So using this gives you what? So in this example, we would look at this kitchen tool uh, being used in a kitchen and showing how easy it is. So it might be that how easy it is to slice a carrot and how quick, we, quickly they can do it, even though there's so much that you can put some in the fridge for the next day or whatever. Ease of use, how much it provides a benefit of time reduction, safety, whatever that might be. Now, in this consideration stage, what I would generally tend to do is what we're after here is getting them from just knowing about you to actually come into the site and, and taking, taking a look around and potentially purchasing. But that's not the main objective here. It's just to get them to the website for the Facebook pixel to capture all their data so we can then sort of remarket to them later on down the funnel and be a bit more specific with what we're doing. The beauty about using a traffic objective is now that we can reduce the cost per click. So we're aiming to get as many people to the website, but for as little as possible. But we've already filtered these people out because we kind of know that they've seen us before because we're only targeting people that have seen our videos and maybe even a certain length of our videos. So we know it's pretty good with slightly warmer traffic. So we're sending warmer traffic to our website now by reiterating the benefits of our products. Okay, next stage is the purchase stage. So this is, again, when I said before, this isn't the stage that they just come and they purchase. This is where we now need to get rid of all of those objections and make the purchase happen is what we need to do here. So we're only targeting users that have now been to our site and not purchased. So we're now taking it down even further. That's why the funnel gets smaller because we're targeting less and less. We're getting more specific with who we're putting these ads in front of. So we're only targeting people that have been to our website and taken an action and not not purchased. It might be added to cart, viewed a product, initiated checkout. I would at first just target people that have been to your website and not purchased. There'll be a lot more audience to target. And eventually you can start segmenting people that added to cart and didn't purchase versus people that initiated a checkout and didn't purchase versus added credit card details but didn't purchase to test which converts better, et cetera. And now again, you want to reiterate those USPs, maybe in a different way, reframe what you've said. It might not have hit hit the, the target the first time. It might be, we said previously, cut your meal prep time by 20 minutes. It might be now cut your family meal prep time in half. So, you know, people at the minute say, oh, well, it only takes me, you know, it takes me 20 minutes to prep. So why would I, if it's going to, if it's going to reduce it by 20 minutes, it's going to be, done instantly i can't see that happening so maybe it's reduced it by half so if it was taking them 20 minutes it's now going to take them 10 minutes so it might be a bit more realistic maybe the initial claim was a bit too bold okay so next thing is is maybe introduce maybe time sensitive discounts and offers so one of the objectives might have been cost so things like 20 percent off in the next 24 hours free deliveries or purchase maybe before 2 p.m today if you're offering a service maybe free setup or a month free when you purchase today just as a way to just to nudge them over the edge and go, ah, do you know what? That's taken some of the pressure off. It's taken a little bit of the um, anxiety away of me going ahead. Yeah, that, that makes things easier. And also social proof. Show reviews and testimonials from people that have been there before, especially if you're promoting a service, if you're a solicitor, if you're an accountant, if you're in the B2B sort of space, one of the best things you can do is show 
you know, reviews and testimonials from people that have worked with you before to prove how good of job you've done. So that's, that's key there. So that is a purchase stage retention stage this is one that i find a lot of people generally don't even look at they get to a purchase and go job done and that's it and they'll have all these emails sitting there they'll have you know there's so much more that can be done on a thank you page that people just forget about so additional sales they've purchased from me before they are your target audience they like you because they've purchased from you sell them more stuff Make, um, so ideal thing to do is make new customers, loyal fans, offer a discount off the next purchase. It's really simple, but in their email or even on a retargeting, I remember one ad that I saw, it was from a, a protein brand, I, I, not my not my protein, uh, I've not got the thing with me. Anyway, it's from a protein brand. I bought some protein and after I purchased, I think it was, I think it was literally straight away, they offered me a discount on Facebook. It wasn't an email or anything. It was on Facebook. It was a, it was an ad that must have been triggered that said, I hope your new purchase is going well, 50% off this package. And it was, for, it was a different package. It was for like snack, protein snacks when it was like 50% off. And you got like a, a water drink thing. You got something else with it and it was 50% off. And I bought it because I was like, well, I'd even think about that. And yeah, that would be useful. And I get this free and I get that free and it's free delivery purchase. So they're only in a buying mindset. So you might as well hit them with a different offer just to see what's the worst that's going to happen. They don't buy, but you've not lost anything. Email opt-ins. Email list is still vital. People really underutilize email lists. It's, it's vital. A, you can email them. B, you can upload that email list into Facebook and use that as an audience to target Facebook ads with or create a lookalike audience of. So it's super important to get those email opt-ins. And again, you could drop them an email to say, sign up um, for new products or services and exclusive offers. Or you could, you know, run another Facebook ad to say, I hope, you, hope everything's going well. What I want to do is get you to sign up on our newsletter where we have exclusive offers, blah, blah, blah. Another thing you can do is build your social following. So they might have seen your Facebook ad or Instagram ad, but they might still not follow you on those social channels. So retarget them with a follow, you know, like a, a follower campaign. So join us for exclusive offers, behind the scenes looks. It might be that um, we run a podcast or we interview experts. It might be, you know, we, we interview maybe a finance expert or whatever that might be. So there's a reason for them to give them a reason to follow you. And then lastly, another thing that gets completely overlooked by the majority of businesses and even something we're trying to do a lot more of is tell your story. People do business and it's a, it's a tried, tried and tested saying, but people do business with the, the, with people that they know, like, and they trust. So build that story. And the reason I buy certain products or certain brands is because I, I, I like them. I, you know, I'm, I'm bought into their story. I'm bought into who they are and you'll resonate with them. Your story will resonate with them. So why did you begin? What's the mission of the brand? What's the mission of your products? Um, what's your future goals? Um, you know, like for us, our, our story was the reason we set up 408 Media is because we had a really huge goal of being the best ads agency period in the UK. Now, future goals might be in the world. The current goal is UK. And because it was such a big goal, we knew it was going to take us a long time. We knew we had a lot of, you know, there's a big, big, long road to there. The reason we went with 408 Media is because there's 408 light years to the North Star and our guiding light, our North Star is to be the best ads agency. So that's kind of how that came about. So when people work with us, they know that our customer service, 
our execution is going to be 110% because not only do we want to do a good job for you, our aim is to be the best as agency. So if we're not aiming for perfection with every campaign, then our goal isn't being met and that just isn't what we want. So that's something that people will resonate with. And at the end of the day, they will tend to purchase from you, even if you're more expensive, even if you've got a feature that that isn't there, but they can live with versus someone else that has got that feature because they like you, they trust you and they've bought into the brand. They will work with you and purchase from you over other people. The, the same way that you will buy Nike trainers over Adidas, the same way that you will go to um, Krispy Kremes over Tesco's donuts. You're bought into the brand and it's brand building that is, is really where you're going to start seeing the leverage in people coming back and back and repurchasing and telling and sharing social content as well. So that's it. That's everything. That's the four stages of a Facebook funnel. And that's why it's so crucial. So if you, if you found that useful, it'd be, it'd be great if you could, if you're watching this on YouTube, you could could subscribe and uh, ring that notification bell. So what that'll do is give you updates on every new video that we post. And we post a lot of these kind of videos where we do tutorials or explanations of different um, strategies. We also do the uh, Growth Fanatics podcast where we interview um, people that can help you grow your business from all over different industries and different um, specialities. Um, and also, if you listen to this on the podcast, you know, sign up to the podcast, whether that be um, on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, and rate and review us. That'd be, that'd be the world of good. Leave us a comment on the, on the reviews to say what you like, what you didn't like. And also in YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below with any questions that you have or any other videos that you would like to see as well. But for now, I hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope you have a, a good day and a good rest of the week. Thanks for listening to the Growth Fanatics podcast brought to you by 408 Media. If you're running a paid ads campaign and would like to see if you could be doing better, why not get a free ads audit? Simply go to 408media.co.uk or simply click the link in the show notes.